Hey guys, welcome to Life on Earth podcast. This is Natalie. I am your host. So excited to be here today. Today we're going to cover the Ajna Chakra, the third eye. This is where we have our hopes, visions, dreams. It is said that if you can see it with your mind's eye, that you can actually manifest it in your life. I love the vortexes of the chakras in the series. And so cool that I'm doing this with Brooke. This is the, the current of manifestation is the connection between heaven and earth. So the next one, when we get into the Sahasrara chakra, which is the crown chakra, we have our inspirations, our connection to divine, to source. This is when we are speaking to our guiding teams where that intuition and those things. And then when, as we bring this down all the way from the uh, Sahasrara chakra through the seven main chakra vortexes of energy into go back to episode that we covered the muladhara the base of your spine the element is earth and the color is red this is where it grounds us is roots us to planet earth so we bring this information the source divine light from the heavens from the higher power from divine and we channel it down into the many vortexes that are the chakras. And as it passes each conduit, I guess, of information, it will inform you. And it will inform your physical body and your energy field. And depending on how we're conditioned and our limited beliefs and what we're open to and what we're not, we filter that information. So the third eye is really amazing because it gives you that intuition, that third eye, that clairvoyance, that ability to see beyond. So that's what Brooke and I are going to go into today. And I hope you stay for the entire episode. If you love the show, subscribe to the show, rate us, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That would be fantastic. It will allow for the show to continue to grow for me to continue expanding my work as I have. And also we can reach more people, the more people know about the show. So I appreciate your support, my friends. And I ask you to go there, rate the show and subscribe. And not only that, you love this episode, somebody that you know could benefit, go ahead and share it. That'd be awesome. All right, so let's move into some really cool news that I have for you. My book, Living Life in Light, is about to come out. Actually, as I speak with you, I am holding a copy of my book in my hand. So, more exciting news here. If you would like a copy of my book, go to lifeonearthpodcast.com. Yeah, we got a website now. This website also hosts our many courses that I offer my Shanti Yoga Training School, 200-hour yoga teacher training, deepening your practice, 300-hour continuing education courses, as well as Light Code, all of the life coaching and energy healing, many subjects that we connect with, such as forest bathing, grounding, meditations, healing techniques, yoga nidra. Go there and you'll get to see some of my offerings. I'm excited for you to check that out. Over there, you can also sign up and register to be the first people to know when the book is coming out. And I will be giving you many gifts and many bonuses for the first people who do purchase the book. 
So there's a lot coming on that, and I am super excited. So lifeonearthpodcast.com, and check all of that out. If you uh, write a review for Life on Earth Podcast, a five-star review, take a screenshot, email it to natalie at lifeonearthpodcast.com, In return, and as a thank you for sharing your energy and your time with me, I will send you our uh, Life on Earth course, Divine Light. And you can see that course when you go to the website. This course is featuring forest bathing at the moment. And it also has a forest bathing healing technique, an audio file included in the course. And that is a gift for you. So send me that. And I will send you the login for our website and I'll send you the free complimentary bonus course for you. The value of the course is $100. So just go to the website and you'll check it out. Okay, guys, so more announcements. I have a lot going on right now, a lot going on this fall. I don't know if this podcast will be out, but if it is, this Saturday, uh, August 31st, I am doing an Ashtanga yoga workshops, which I will cover half of the primary series. This is happening in Covington at Love More Hot Yoga. So if you go to my personal website, nataliekra.com, work with me page, and then look for workshops, you will see all of these workshops listed for the fall 2019. So coming up in September, we have September 7 vinyasa yoga and clearing the chakras through meditation and flow. This is happening in Bay St. Louis. The workshop is on September 7th. It's from 1 to 3 p.m. You can get on the wait list. This workshop is sold out, but you can get on the wait list. Then also in September, we have Free Your Hips, Hip Opener Yoga Masterclass. This is happening in New Orleans at the Ashtanga Yoga Room. And we're going to explore all about the hips. This class is going to be a combination of flow yoga and restorative yoga. We will end the class, this is a promise to you, in Vipariti Karani, super relaxing and a meditation. And we're going to celebrate community and sangha. had my yoga studio in New Orleans for many years, so I'm looking forward to seeing all of you there. Finally, we also have in September, Intro to Yoga Workshop. This is happening at Love More Hot Yoga in Covington on Saturday, September 28th from 1 to 3. This workshop is perfect for beginners, for new students of yoga, also perfect for all of those who like to refresh yoga asana, postures, and the fundamentals of yoga. Check it out. I'm not going to go into October now. We'll do it next time, but be on the lookout for a thriller yoga to Michael Jackson yoga special class. This is an annual class that I do around Halloween, which we get to dance and flow in many of our yoga moves during the Michael Jackson Thriller special class. So a really fun one. Creating Space Retreat is almost sold out. This is happening in Durango, Colorado, October 7th. Actually, October 2nd through 7th, Durango, Colorado. You can check that out on my website as well. And then I also have a workshop 
in Durango let you know because if you're in the Colorado area, I have lots of students and lots of community members in Colorado. Come see me at Durango Yoga on Saturday, October 5th from 11 to 1.30 p.m. All right, guys, I will give you other workshops as we go along. The crown chakra, which comes after the third eye, is an extremely amazing episode, and I hope to release it very soon. So get my book, Living Life in Light. I share many of my healing techniques. Get on the wait list. Go to lifeonearthpodcast.com. Be one of the first ones to find out about the book, and you'll get some bonuses with it, I promise you. And I think you're going to really enjoy it. The book is really beautiful. I'm very proud of this work, and I cannot wait to release it into the world. Enough said. Enjoy wherever you are. I hope you're doing amazing. Enjoy this awesome episode with Brooke and I. Welcome to Life on Earth, the Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace, and global equality, one earthling at a time. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. I'm Brooke. I'm Natalie. And I am the creator of Soulful Grows and Soulful Yoga. And I am the creator of Shanti Yoga Training School and Light Code Coaching. Today we're going to talk about the chakras. Hi everyone, welcome to Life on Earth podcast. Hi Brooke. Hello. We are here today to cover the sixth chakra and we are talking about the Ajna chakra, the third eye. It's a real fascinating one. We get into the very, very subtle, subtle energies when we're coming here almost at the crown. The element is light. The color is indigo. The location is the forehead, brow, third eye. So the purpose of this chakra is patterns and recognitions. The issues perhaps can be um, image, intuition, visualization, insights, dreams, visions. And the orientation is self-reflection. The demon of this chakra is illusion. Developmental stages, adolescence. Developmental tasks, establishment of personal identity, ability to perceive patterns, basic rights to see. Brooke, what are the balanced characteristics of this chakra? So if you have a balanced uh, third eye chakra, you'd be very intuitive, imaginative, perceptive. You would have a good memory, good dream recall, able to think symbolically, and able to visualize. What are the traumas and abuses, Brooke? (laughs) What you see doesn't go with what you're told. And validation of intuition and psychic occurrences. An ugly or frightening environment, meaning like a war zone or some type of violent environment. And when this chakra is deficient, what are some of the characteristics that might manifest? Being insensitive, having a poor vision or poor memory, difficulty seeing the future, lack of imagination, 
difficulty visualizing, again, poor dream recall, kind of being in denial, not being able to see what's going on in front of me, really. And then made you like the excess as well. Yeah. Might as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the excess, if you had an excessive Ajna chakra, there could be hallucinations or delusions, obsessions, difficulty concentrating, and nightmares. And then some physical malfunctions could be headaches and vision problems. Some of the healing practices for the third eye chakra could be uh, creating a visual art, visual stimulation, meditation, psychotherapy, coloring, drawing, art therapy, working with memory, connecting image with feelings, dream work, hypnosis, guided visualizations, past life regression therapy. And if you haven't listened to one of the last podcasts that we talked about hypnosis and past life regression, I believe it's either episode 50 or 51. Um, you have to go see, but it's super interesting. And I will invite you guys to do that. Also, I would like to, as usual, let you know that the basic characteristics of this chakra, we're reading out of the book, Eastern Body, Western Mind, Miss Anodea Judith. Brooke and I, we have been sharing some of our perspectives, some of our feelings towards experiences, perspectives, feelings towards each chakra. If you haven't already, go back and listen to all of our chakra series thus far, which includes chakra one, two, three, four, five. And that way you can catch up. I think we've given a lot of really good information. This is a subject that we have spent many years exploring together and apart as well and together. And <laughs> we've been talking about the chakras for quite a while. So it is quite an honor to share it with you guys. The yeah. Vichuda Chakra, the third eye, one of the things I love about it as well is that this is where we get our hopes, our dreams, our visions for the future. So I highly recommend if you're into it to create some vision boards. Uh, you can create one like, where do you see yourself in six months? You know, and create a vision board for that and see how that feels. And then reevaluate it, go back to it and see what are the things that happened, what are the things that didn't, meditations. Also, your dreams are, some of them are while you're awake, dreams, hopes for future, for where, where do you want to be in life? Do you want to live in the same place? Do you want to move? Where do you see yourself? Those kind of things. But also uh, the third chakra works with dreams while we sleep. And we get a lot of information from our dreams. So what I'm going to invite you to do is to be really attuned to these dreams. And when you go to bed and you go to sleep at night, know that a lot of healing happens while we're sleeping. And know that we can also get a lot of answers while we're sleeping. We are multidimensional beings having a human experience. We're multidimensional spiritual beings having a human experience. So when we go into dreamland, we disconnect from this physical realm for that time period. We go into other realms. We go into other planes of existence, multi-dimensions. And we, sometimes we uh, meet with our 
garden angels, spirit guides, ancestors, loved ones, master, teachers, lovers, spirit guides, um, beings that are here to assist you in your soul evolution, light beings. So for that to happen, you need to begin a connection with that realm. So I say pray or set intentions before you go to bed. Maybe you're working with crystals. Maybe you have a crystal. You can set an intention for that crystal before you go to bed. Place that crystal right by your bed and then go ask the questions that you want to ask. Inquire and then go into sleep mode and then just see what are the messages that you get. See, Be curious about who's showing up in your dreams. Um, if you have a hard time remembering your dreams, begin. maybe you want to start a dream journal. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that helps so much. Yeah. And even just understanding, like it helps you to understand maybe a deeper meaning to what your dream, you know, might be trying to tell you to tell or why you. it happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things that are happening in our subconscious mind, they're very active every day, but we just don't have direct access to it when we're awake. And so by doing practices such as visualizations, meditations, and dream work while you're sleeping, you can really connect with those realms and your subconscious and utilize that information to serve you. Those are tools to become a better version of who you are, a better version of ourselves. Oh, and another thing that's really beautiful that a teacher once told me, and I've been, I know this to be true because I've practiced it, It is said that if you can see it with your mind's eye and you can feel it with your heart space, then you have already manifested it. I love that. That's really pretty. Yeah. So many times when I'm beginning my yoga classes and I ask everyone to come to Mountain Pose, Tadasana, and bring your hands into Anjali Mudra to prayer, take a deep breath and come into your heart space Feel, notice the sensation, see how you feel, connect with your mind's eyes, now visualize what it is that you, you know, want to bring forth in your life, something that you like to see manifest or move forward or progress. Take a, then a deep breath with that visualization in your third eye. Take a deep breath, bring it into your heart space, feel your heartbeat and see if you can really connect with that. And if you can feel it in your heart space and you can see it in your mind's eye, then you're really planting that seed for manifestation. I really like the wording of the mind's eyes for, especially for like this particular chakra, because that might actually be really helpful for a lot of people just thinking of it as your mind's eyes when it comes to visualizing certain things. Because for some people, that is a hard thing to visualize or, you know, imagination. It's, It's hard to get it to mind. But when you think of like your mind's eyes, you know, like like thinking about your mind, you literally having eyes, but with your your physical eyes are closed, and then kind of bringing to mind um, certain things to mind, like like with chakra meditations, I would use this as an example. I like to have people picture a certain color, mm-hmm. and it's really hard for people sometimes to just imagine the color. So what I'll say is imagine we'll say bright blue Mm -hmm. so say like you have a a, your favorite shirt that might be blue so bring that into mind or your favorite purse or maybe there's um 
a poster. I have a poster right next to me. It just happens to be blue. So maybe you have a poster you can bring to mind that's blue, but something that you've seen with your physical eyes. So you have a mental image of it and you close your eyes and you can bring it to mind. And now you're connecting with that color and you're connecting with that image. So I'm just, that's one little easy thing you can do like a visualization exercise, I guess you could say. And turning it into meditations. I love that. I love that meditations are so important. And then uh, this also brings me to these higher plane chakras, such as the throat, even more the third eye where we are right now. And then our next one is going to be the crown chakra. They're very subtle energies. They're much less dense than the first, second, third chakra. The more denser, the lower the chakra is in our being, the more dense they are. So first, second, third are very dense. We talked about the heart space being sort of the bridge. And then we begin to have these energies very, very subtle. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is although these are beautiful and very... We need to really open ourselves to be able to access these levels of energy, right? So many of us in this earth plane, in this human existence, we're, we're born, we're very dense. We're very dense, very first chakra, second chakra base, maybe third as well. And then perhaps heart space is that kind of middle. And then it requires some subtle practices, experiences, trying different things. So many practices, meditation, yoga, pranayama, walking in nature, forest, bathing, connecting to nature, and many other, you know, martial arts will connect you to these subtle levels. And these are really beautiful, very light energies. However, with that said, one needs to be aware that you can also go too far in that direction and become very floaty, and very airy. And when you're very floaty and very airy, you're not in your body. Like you, you're you not feeling your body. It's almost like you're having an out-of-body experience, which sometimes people want to have out-of-body experiences, but then you need to come back to your body and ground, correct? So the first right. chakra helps you ground, which is why this work is beautiful and important when looked together as one. They don't stand alone and apart from each other. They are all connected and intertwined. And there are many masters who I follow and I admire who have are teaching me that where we are in, in planetary evolution at the moment, the chakras are actually spiraling and the colors are becoming together as one. They're almost like spiraling and connecting some of us, some people, the chakras are spiraling. It's the next level of the evolution and the colors are almost all. So basically, they're not even going to be individual and separated energy vortexes any longer. They're going to combust and combine and be together as one and operating as an entire sort of like oneness system. And so sometimes you you will see, and I have certainly seen this, I have also experienced it in myself that if you, uh, some of us yogis, as an example, but other spiritual practices can do that as well, can go, you know, if we're doing too much of this work and not too many grounding practices, it's almost like we can go a little too far. And you'll see sometimes yogis like just so spiritual, so beautiful, energetically so beautiful, 
so floaty, and that's all good, but to live in this earth plane, it's important to anchor that. The path of manifestation is as such. You have the idea, you have the information, the inspiration from the heavens, from divine. It comes through your crown chakra, that is the portal. You visualize it with your mind's eye. You bring it down into the throat and you learn how to express and communicate clearly and effectively. You bring that down in that same information down into the heart space, and that will have a compassion, love, empathy. And we can go into the whole thing that we talked about in previous uh, episodes with the heart. Then you learn how to be who you are with this energy in this earth plane, very mundane, third chakra. Second chakra, you learn how to be that as an expression of. Uh, your sexuality desires, and then the first one you really ground with your tribe, your roots, your country, who you are as an individual, man, women, what are you working with, feminine, masculine energy, and then you create roots and you express yourself in this earth plane. That is the path of manifestation. It comes from up into the lower. And so that's like really powerful to understand Because when you get, you can get all this amazing information in the crown chakra. And then you can really visualize and work with dreams, meditation, yoga, and all this stuff. And then it can just stay right there if you do not ground it. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So if it stays up there, it's all going to be a beautiful dream. And it will remain being a beautiful idea and dream. But it will not manifest itself in this earth plane. And it's not that that is bad, you know. It's just that for those of us who are here that we want to contribute and that we want to manifest these ideas and that we want to bring forth that whatever it is, you know, the work project that you have or how can you serve this planet? How can you do things to really kind of uplift? So you have this information that's going to not only better yourselves, but better your planet. Because otherwise it stays up here and it stays just for you and with you. And one of the beautiful things that you can do when you are a yogi when you or when you have, even if you're not, you know, any other spiritual practice that you have developed this higher planes, it's a beautiful thing. So one of the best things you could possibly do is how can you share that with others? How can you be of service to others? So then we need to really bring this energy down filter it through the other lower chakras and ground it into the earth plane and see it manifest so we can live it you know in the here and now so if you feel like you're too airy too subtle put your feet on the earth barefoot practice grounding grounding is a great way to bring you down another way would be like hug a tree mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, another way is if you're feeling too flighty, too uh, subtle, too out there, is to eat some root vegetables. Or even if you're drinking juices that are root vegetable based, like carrot juice, beet juice, you know, sweet potatoes, potatoes, yums, anything that will ground you. Those are foods that are very first chakra oriented that will bring you down, will bring you to earth plane. Anything else that you want to add to that or to this energy? No, I mean, I think you really 
explained it well. We have some have some good affirmations for it. Yeah, we're ready. (laughs) (laughs) So the first one would just be, I am intuitive and I trust my intuition. I trust the guidance I get through all of my gifts. I am my higher truths. I love that one. I am clear. My thoughts are calm and peaceful. I know my own voice. I have a healthy mind. I am connected to my true path and purpose. All of the answers I need are inside of me. And then the last one, I easily hear the voice of my soul. That's beautiful. Can you repeat the one of intuition again? I am my intuition and I trust my intuition. And it's funny you said that because I literally just saw another intuition one right whenever you asked about repeating another intuition. So I'll say this one too. Uh (laughs) Yes. I hear my intuition. I trust my inner teacher and follow his or her guidance. Intuition is a very powerful thing. And the reason why I asked you to repeat it is because lately I've been doing a lot of research and study on intuition. We don't, again, wanna, we've talked about some of the, you know, we're not communicating well. We're also not following our intuition enough. In order to get in touch of your intuition, you have to really kind of clear body, mind, spirit, you know, through many healing practices that you can do to yourself, self-care, remove the blockages so that you can actually feel, feel the sensations, notice how you feel, feel your heartbeat, connect with that, and you will begin to have these amazing intuitions about people, places, experiences. Go with them. I would say for the most part, go with your intuition. I was watching, this is when I was researching on this, what it came up a lot. There is a book, it's called The Gift of Fear. And basically this man, the author of the book, talks about these people, they were victims of predators with either sexual violence or any violence or robberies. And that usually that the people who avoid dangerous situations is people who have followed their intuition. Like I give you an example, if you're walking to your apartment with your key and you see somebody, a man maybe, or a woman that looks suspicious right by your apartment door. And all of a sudden you get this feeling, a gut feeling that this looks a little suspicious. And yet when you look at them, they look perfectly normal. They don't have anything for you to fear, but somehow you're feeling that. Those people, so this is something actually in the book, okay? And there's many cases like this. Those people that actually listened to that, turned around, went somewhere else, did not get into the apartment, literally avoided getting raped, getting robbed, and potentially even murdered. So Mm -hmm. there's many, many cases called the gift of fear. He used to actually work for the government in a defense. I forgot what was the title, but it was something like that. And so basically what he says is, be very aware of that because they're the people usually in many cases and story that they have reported that actually got into a lot of trouble, as I have said before, the, the many things I don't even like to 
bring those energies in. But what happened is they said, oh, okay, you know what? Don't worry about it. That's not going to be nothing. And when you go put that key and you open the door, something happens, right? So there's so many different cases of different things. But basically, do listen to that. That is your biggest friend. That is your biggest everything. So intuition, and that is the third eye. This space, how can you cultivate the intuition that might even save your life through practices like what Brooke, through these affirmations, through meditation, through visualizations, through vision boards, through yoga nidra, through yoga, through other practices, healing practices, modalities that you can come across with and that you really can heal and come in contact with the third eye. And soon I'm going to be doing a podcast on the pineal gland, which the third eye, the organ that's related to it, is the pineal gland. The pineal gland is considered to be the spiritual gland. And there's a lot of conspiracies and a lot of different... There's a lot that's been talked about the pineal gland. And it's a very important organ that we have for spirituality, for third eye, for soul evolution. And I have a whole episode that I'm going to share with you guys very soon. So thank you, Brooke. I think we did it. I think um, I'll leave you guys with just a few other affirmations and we did it. And this is beautiful. And I can't wait to see everyone on Life on Earth for our Sahashara, the crown chakra, the very last one of the seven main chakras, which will complete our rainbow bridge. <laughs> Aren't you excited we did this series? Brooke? I am. I'm so excited. This is so nice. Okay, well, thank you, everyone. And I leave you with this I see all things in clarity. I am open to the wisdom within. I can manifest my vision. Namaste. Yes, Namaste. Yes, yes, we can. Namaste. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in, for listening to Life on Earth podcast. If you love the show, subscribe, share it with your friends, someone who can benefit. I look forward to seeing you. The next one on the chakra series is the Sahashara, the crown. It's quite magical. It's quite a beautiful vortex of energy. It's quite a beautiful chakra. And I cannot wait to share with you. Get my book, Living Life in Light. Go to lifeonearthpodcast.com and get on the wait list. That way you'll get some gifts. Rate the show. Share it with your friends. Subscribe. Give us an amazing review. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day. Much love and light.